0: How would you even end up like landing that? Like, is that is I, that a paid gig or like? No,
1: no. I have a, a friend that works over there, and he asked me about it. And I want to do a podcast too because I'm like I'm a life coach as well, a wellness guide. So I was like, cool. I'll do a TV show based around music, and then I'll do a podcast based around wellness, and and also like, you know, I'm trying to like with music and with small businesses, I'm trying to promote both and support small local businesses, independent business owners, whether it's a music venue or a yoga shop or a co- coffee shop or whatever. Uh, so uh, is promoting the them podcast separate them.
0: from the show?
1: Yeah, I'm taking it one step at a time. Like, the, the, Basically, the show is just going to be live music for now. It's gonna, I want it to be like an old school, like, um, you know, it's not going to be like MTV Unplugged, obviously, but like something like one of those things you'd see back in the 80s and 90s where people are just rocking out in a space like this. and. Huh um so just you know to get people's name out there get bands on there good bands create a cool show and
0: And is that is that a spectrum channel or uh
1: it's public access 21 yeah it's on it's on spectrum and uh all the very cool yeah so i i gotta take classes to learn how to produce a show and
0: do do you have to do all that yourself
1: they have they have volunteers there but the the caveat is, I, I need someone who knows how to run like sound, like you would at a show, like yeah, you know, to run it through the. Because if you have a kick-ass band and the person who's doing all the production stuff doesn't really know how to run sound, it's gonna sound like shit. And the band, I don't want to have bands yeah. coming on there and sounding like shit. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not gonna want that either. Like they want to sound like they would if it was recorded from your, uh, whatever you call it, the the board the board. board, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. All so. right.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Patrick Strums. <laughs> uh, say hey. Introduce yourself. Hey, everybody. I'm Patrick Mon, a.k.a. Patrick Strums, here on the Rooster Podcast today. <laughs> I wondered if that was your last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> it was like that. And, and I came up with Patrick Strums because... When I was creating all the social media stuff, like you want to ha- you have a name that's kind of memorable. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like trying to...
0: You didn't like mom? You didn't think mom was very memorable?
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's definitely like it's one that people can misspell. So when I, was, <laughs> when I was coming up with, when I was doing my album, the most stressful thing about it all was coming up with a moniker, like a stage name. Yeah. And so I landed on Patrick Strums, but then that's my name on platforms... But I go by Patrick Mon, so that was okay until I started like touring and booking shows and stuff, and then people are putting me out there as Patrick Strums. So it's like, no, it's Patrick Mon. Patrick Strums is just how I tell people. Just go to Pat.
0: I think you should just run with Patrick Strums.
1: It's only yeah, a problem well, when somebody tries to write you a check, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah, like the check has to be proper. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, well, and the thing is. Uh, The guy that did my album, uh, Shannon MacArthur, when I was telling him about the Pax Trump thing, he's like, nah, man, he's like, fuck that. He's like, John Mayer, Dave Matthews, Jack Johnson, whoever, like, you know, they don't have stage names. Be you. Yeah. Um, So I was like, okay, I'll roll with that. But I already had set up on um, like Spotify, on like, Social media platforms, my YouTube page, everything's Patrick Strums. So, and I just use that because if I'm like if I'm here on stage or something, I can just say, "Hey, just follow me," because people remember Patrick. Well, he named
0: all those guys off, but what about Elton John, Freddie Mercury? (laughs) There's also a lot of dudes Mm -hmm. that are very famous with stage name. I don't see a problem with
1: Billy Strings.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Billy Strings. Yeah, Patrick Strums. I mean Strums. I mean it's it's a really it's Clever easy. name, yeah. It's easy to remember. Yeah. Easy yeah, to remember. Yeah. yeah, I got no problem with it. I think it's great.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I guess I'm kind of in inertia with that. Still, but uh, but long you as know. you get
0: the name on the check right, right? exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: As as, if anyone wants to cut me a check, you don't want them. Just trying to trying to sell shit. You
0: know? Is that Boston or Jersey? I'm hearing Boston. It's Boston. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How'd you end up in Charlotte from Boston?
1: Um, I was a young lost soul and, uh, I had some family out here. My uncle had been out here for a long time and I just got laid off and I, it was about 20 years ago now. And, uh, just basically all, I didn't have too many possessions at the time. I just threw all my stuff in the car and headed down here to Charlotte. And you know, it was funny cause the vision I had in my head of what this area was of Charlotte was like real country mm. and, you know, like lots of rolling Hills and stuff. I thought I was going to like,
0: that's um, more Virginia.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, I, I thought I was going to wind up in a little farmhouse, get a get a little Southern belle who'd cure me of my wicked ways, and just kind of live like, like Clint Eastwood in *Unforgiven*. You know, just you know, get that woman that cures me of my wicked ways. Um, and none of that was true, and <laughs> none of it happened the way I had it in my head. And that's all a good thing. So, uh, so
0: when you first moved down here, were you already doing
1: the music thing? No, man, I, and see, that's the thing, it's like, I'm, I'm an old man, but I'm, I'm really young in the music game, and I, you know, I've, I, music's always been in my heart, like, I was writing songs when I was, like, seven years old, and uh, I remember I, the thing that really told me I wanted to be a rock star, so to speak, was I saw the movie La Bamba, if you remember that, about Richard <laughs> yeah, Valens, and that album, and, like, Los Lobos did most of the songs on it, it just kicked ass, and I was like, I want to do that. And I got my first guitar at 10 years old. And uh then I started playing it. And when you start when you play guitar when you're new, it, it really hurts your hands. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, that hurts. I quit. <laughs> and you know, it's just something I always kinda I always kicked around for years, but and I've always loved music, but I never believed it was something I could do with my life. So it just kinda it sat on the shelf and you know, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm a wellness coach, and I I've helped other people. I've been a is that what you do coach. for a living? It's it's what, it's something I do, and I've I put it on hold to focus on this because okay. I was a job coach and an employment coach for years, and doing this stuff on my own, helping people find their true passions and their dreams and mm-hmm. what they should be doing in life. And meanwhile, what I should have been doing my whole life is sitting right here, taking your own advice. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know. Um, and I didn't really get into this till the last couple of years, and I, I started playing at open mics around town, and I actually, I started an open mic about 10, 12 years ago at Muggs Coffee um, in Charlotte, and my what I wanted was, when I'd go to open mics for, like, poetry and music and stuff like that, there were one or two extremes. They were either, like, super intimidating and very professional or like super apathetic and like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I wanted something in between and I also wanted it to be where everyone's equal because I'd be at these open mics and like a a big poet or a big music act would come in and they'd put them right up on stage and they'd get to dominate. And I'm like, no, this is for people that, like like. This really how other people run their open mics? This is how some of them were. Yeah, right, I'm not uh, gonna name any yeah. names. I was, I was names. about to say, am I, am I really gonna
2: promote your open miking? I feel like every time <laughs> I'm on, I say something about the open mics. Yeah, I mean, have you, have I'm have you been to one of ours here? Yeah, yeah, okay. I came to one. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna step in right now and be like, ours is nothing like that. Yeah. Like, ours yeah. is completely democratic. If there's a sign-up sheet, mm-hmm. I don't put yeah. it out till six thirty. Because when I first started the open my like, people were coming in like right when we opened the doors, signing up, and then they would disappear and come back at their time. Right, and I'm yep. like, well, fuck that, we're right. not going to do that anymore. So I put it out at 6:30, and it's the first come, first serve. You know, yeah, you get yep. here at 6:30, you can be, you can pick your time, and as the slots fill up, the later you get here, you know, the, the less likely you are to get the spot you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, if somebody signs up and leaves, I take them off the list. Yep. And then they get, you know, they get, if they come back, they can wait till the end of the night, but yeah. everyone's equal at our, yeah. at our And everybody's, can,
2: all the, all the, like, the, the audience is always uh, involved and everybody's excited about people getting up there and they're, yeah. everybody claps yeah. and cheers and, after. Yeah, Even if and we, not great.
0: we encourage collaboration too. Like, yeah. any, like, people will come in by themselves with just their guitar and they'll be like, you know, can you, can you play bass? Can you, do you wanna play drums? We've got a couple drummers that come here. And they'll bring their sticks and they'll it. hang out and they'll wait for someone to need a drummer
1: and yeah. they'll jump right up that. there. I love yeah. that. It's people, people that are enthusiastic and wanting to do it. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I came your open, mic and I, I saw that support. And that's, that's what people, like, that's what I needed when I was starting out, a supportive environment, like, mm-hmm. to, to, well, to be in front of a bunch of people and get that rush and to feel that love and, like, hey, you know, we got your back. And to not feel like it's finicky. And so that's kind of, that's what I created. So
0: you saw, so you were seeing these open mics with these weird energies and you were like, let me try it?
1: Yeah, I, they were they were kind of one extreme or the other. Like, they were very intimidating. And also, you know, I, I kind of started off like as a poet and doing theater and stuff like that. Okay. And m- more so in the poetry world, I think. Um, but both, where I'd see, like even once I started my open mic... The the policy was you get two songs or five minutes, whichever comes first, two poems or every like two things or five minutes. And that was it across the board. And I would see these people that were like kind of known names. They would come walking in like five or 10 minutes before, you know, the thing ended and they'd think they could just go right up. And I'd say, no, sorry, we're full. And they'd be like, "Well, I'm so and so," and I'd say, "I'm sorry, we're full. Yeah. You know, come back next time because you are not here to support the whole thing. And just because you're so and so doesn't mean you get to just march right up." Yeah. So yeah. that's coming. Kinda...
0: Like, what's your? That's how do you say this without coming off like a jerk, right? It's like if you're not going to be here and support, like, you know, we've got some people that like to show up late and they like to go up late. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Or it's
2: on Wednesday. It, people work. Yeah, you know? people, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 No, I totally. But
0: but, but we're always like. I prioritize like you, know, people. I'll just put this out there right now for people that have that, that want to book a show here. It's like I prioritize our open mic community when I book shows. Like if there's an opening slot that needs to be filled, if I'm booking a show with somebody and uh, they don't have a full bill, they've got two bands that they want to bring here, and I'm like, well, I'm always 100% of the time I look to my open mic crowd first, mm-hmm. and 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 they and they're going to get priority to open shows and get opportunities on our stage because they're here every week supporting the the, the place. And, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've gotten emails from bands that, you know, know, that might have been confounded with the fact that I didn't jump right on booking a show with them. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. I've never heard of you. I, you know, know, and and I've, 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 you know, I try to toe that line carefully. I try not to be an asshole, yeah but ego doesn't, appeal to me
2: yeah and, and the, you know the open mic people can they can come through yeah you know, they can perform they can do their thing yeah. if
1: somebody else is coming in like oh, book me you don't know, you know? Yeah. that was literally for from the open mic i had was like check your ego at the door yeah. yeah like we are all equal and that you know that's are you still doing it no that was a long time ago but right, that, okay. but to back like to the original question was like you know that that's how i got my stuff and i also I kind of created it for other people, but for people like me who didn't, who didn't want one of those extremes and I wanted to have a safe supportive, a good vibe. And I'm a big believer in the law of attraction. You know, if you build it and promote it, they will come. Um, you know, just like you're creating a vibe here, and you have your principles and the stuff you're talking about, and I, and that's why I was drawn to here to begin with. You know, I heard a lot of good things about that, so.
0: How did you hear about us?
1: Um, I just heard people talking about it. Like I just heard, oh yeah, there this is new place called the Rooster, and I checked you guys out on social media, and I. And I saw not just a music venue, but I just saw some of your posts and things you're doing in the community, the open mic and all that. Um, and like I told you, I, it's just hard for me to get out of here for an open yeah. mic because it's far away. And I, and I was working nights at the time doing some things. And, um, you know, but I, I, I like what you're doing to support the community, you know, because that's what I'm trying to do currently is build a community of artists and venues and just put on kick-ass shows at a collaborative you know people like me like that aren't on at a level like nobody knows who i am right now i'm still trying to get my name out there so like when you said hey i'll 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 give you the show on february 16th i had to put my ego aside and know that i'm not the guy who can be the headliner
0: yeah we talked about that we talked about draw and stuff i mean that's a factor that goes into my decision making is you know, can you get people to come out? I mean, you know, look. Most of our bigger audiences are coming from Charlotte to Gastonia. Like yeah. we're still, we're we're still not. You, <laughs> God, I'm gonna catch shit for this. Like we're still training Gastonia people, like how this works, right? Mm-hmm. Like like people still are a little confused by like, how this whole thing works that we're doing. You know, we're not. We don't have pool tables. You know, we don't have $2 beers. We don't have chicken wings and burgers, right? right? So, like... Well,
2: most places, most places, they're used to a bar that sometimes has music. And this yeah. is a yeah. music venue it's that a music has a bar. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, it's like,
0: we're not really a bar first, but the bar is what keeps the doors open. Yeah. So, yeah. it's like, we're in this weird in-between space. And, you know, like, we've had... you know People will come, come to our door and, like, not come in because they don't want to pay a cover. Right. Fine fine with me you know If that's how you want to be but you're missing out on something special (laughs) because they'll go
2: down the road and spend a hundred bucks on yeah yeah Yeah, they'll
0: spend more for their liquor somewhere else Yeah, that's the you know that's the trade-off here but uh but we talked about that when we talked about booking a show here is like you know an ability to draw people and i think you did a fantastic job of putting together a bill of artists that that you know, we should have a decent crowd here, you yeah. know, for that show. You know, bringing oh, yeah. in True Lilith and oh, you oh, you pretty things is one of my favorite bands out here. I love yeah. that band. Um, sitting with True Lilith, they're a lot of fun. They're, they're yeah. a
2: great spooky band. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love them, dude.
0: Yeah, and then of course. Pete from home for the day. Shout out, Pete! Yeah, uh, we love Pete here. You know, Pete. Pete's one of the promoters for the Brewstock Festival. He's he's one of the, the guys that 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 puts that whole thing together. So we love Pete. Showed up to uh, open mic, you know. And, and check this out. Pete lives like an hour and fifteen minutes away, <laughs> and he and he's and he'll come to our open mic from time to time just to, just to get in front of people and play a song. Mm. You know, like that's God, That means so much to me when people do that. Mm. It really does. You know, we and and our a lot of our like we have like this weird cycle with open light. Like we'll have one dud about every five or six weeks where, you know, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 people show up. We're done by 11. Everyone goes home. But for the most part, we've got like the every weekers, we got the every other weekers and we got the once a monthers, Mm -hmm. right? That's kind of like the cycle that we see. And, uh, a lot of the every other weekers and the once a monthers are coming from Charlotte and it's because of schedules you know because people work, they got gigs, some of them gig and stuff you know and there's a couple that I haven't seen in a while, but when they come back, it'll be like they never left, you know that kind of thing
1: well you got your names getting out there um because even like you know promoting the show and telling people be like, oh yeah, they say that, like I've heard good things I'll be there i'll come ch- i want I've been wanting to check that out so that show on the 16th, there should be some more people coming Sweet. to check it out for the first yeah. time, and uh, you know that that's the that's the law of attraction thing. And I understand what you're saying, and that you know I want to put on a show like a great show, not yeah. like a local bar band show. I want it to be kick ass um, and more diverse and eclectic. You know, like that's kind of what I'm focusing on is putting together shows that are they're not just like one genre where it's like, you know, some people, that's what they want. They want to go see just a hard rock show and bang their head Mm -hmm. for three hours. And that's cool. Um, I'm one of those
0: people. Yeah. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with
1: with that. But there are also, you know, the thing I'm seeing in music now and both in live stuff and recording and stuff, like I've been doing a lot of interviews with my album and, and people ask, well, it's kind of all over the map. It's kind of hard rock, indie folk. Like, how do you maintain a cohesive identity? And I'm like... How many artists can I roll off like throughout the years that are experimental? I think yeah. everything's becoming so streamlined now, and I think that um, is a discredit to fans and their palate taste. Like I, I mean, when I talk to people, like when I tell people what I'm trying to do, like put together these shows, both bands, venues, and fans are like, hell yeah, like that sounds really cool because you're being you, and if, at the time you feel like playing this type of music and at this time you feel like playing this type of music and then you yeah down. and it,
2: yeah, like, like,
1: yeah. to me it's all about like for me as an artist it's all if i'm not authentic i have nothing yeah. Yeah. and some like my i i just love music all over the place i mean my like i like hard rock i like hip hop i like classical music i like folk um and i like artists that that kind of reflect that too you know like i was just i did an interview recently and it's like look at Look at the Beatles, you know, like album to album and song to song, even you got like the White Album, one second you got like Revolution and Health or Skelter like drilling your eardrums, and then you've got Mother Nature's Son, and you've got like classical music, or even like like the Beastie Boys, you know, they got like a lot of hip hop, but they do a lot of hard rock and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, you know, I guess what if it's like really extremes, that's not gonna work in a show. Yeah. But if you have like in here and you can have, you can play around with a lot of different stuff. Well,
0: we're kind of living in a time, you know, up until honestly, up until the internet got in front of everybody, you know, you were kind of at the, you, you were, you got what the radio gave you. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, And that, and that was it. So naturally, you know, in the night, I've talked about this before on the about how like the nineties was like this explosion of creativity And the radio was kind of forced to start playing all this different stuff, and then the internet came along, and now everybody's got all these different tastes. Like you find out, you find out as you grow and your your taste and you develop. You you, you're like I like this, I like this too, and I like this too, and I like this too. And now we're at a a point where like the internet exists, you can get anything you want anytime you want in terms of art. And it's like, of course people are gonna have eclectic taste and eclectic sounds, you know. Of course people are, are gonna be different from song to song because we're 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 consuming so many different types of sounds. You know, I, I think it's wonderful. You know, I like it, it can get boring to if every yeah. song sounds the same. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's it. It can get really boring. But you know, I love to be surprised, you know. Yeah.
1: yeah. And and that's the thing for me, it's like you know, as, as a singer songwriter, still trying, uh, and it's kind of like my friend was saying the other day, is like, I'm kind of a singer songwriter by necessity, because I'm working with what I got, which is me, you know? <laughs> um, so I'm looking at, you know, putting a band together and doing a lot of expansive stuff, and I really want to broaden my horizons, but I'm only a singer songwriter in that category, but my stuff is kind of all over the place, and it's like, yeah, it maybe like a show of a few hours of just. People in their guitar, it can get stale. Well,
0: that, so. well, that, but, but that's also great for certain spots, right? Yeah. Like, 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 there's, you know, like just here in downtown Gastonia, we have uh, the cigar lounge. We have the mm-hmm. Poorhouse. It's kind of like a more upscale lounge, and and those types of performances are perfect for that setting. Mm-hmm right but like here you recognized here you need a a bigger show like and and we've done shows with like solo acoustic acts and they and they're fun they go well but there's a big stage there's a lot of space on that stage and it's yeah. it, only the pros can go out there by themselves and really rock that stage and you
1: know what i mean part of that is in the, like i found and i'm i'm looking at other things like loops and and bringing other things in there and again other artists which i i have done some of but it's also it's making it interesting like telling great stories like the thing i hang my hat on is is my songs and my lyrics like i know it i tell a great story so i'm mm-hmm. telling a story but also changing the tempo you know like like it's pacing and mixing it up and not just having that same tempo. How'd you learn how to sing? Like, did you, did you have any
0: formal training?
1: i um, self-taught. And that's another thing that I want to like, I really, I'm looking at honing my craft, um, you know, taking guitar lessons, taking singing lessons just to up my game. You know, I, I feel like I'm at, I'm good enough to at performance level, but I want to go from good to great. So I, I'm self-taught and it's just, it's just always been a natural thing. When I was a little kid, uh, you know, I, I sang in a, a couple of musicals, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I mean, this other little kid sang. Mm-hmm. We had to say, why am I such a misfit? And, mm. uh, you know, so it was more, like, in musicals and, and theater stuff than band stuff. But I've always, like, I was writing songs when I was a little kid about, like, all kinds of stuff. And, and I I was kind of very forceful when I was a kid. Like I'd write these plays and shows or I'd write these songs and I had the, you know, the old school Memorex cassette and I'd be recording it on the little (laughs) tape deck and I'd have everyone singing parts. So I've kind of always had like that Brian Wilson in me of like, you know, like I've always loved harmony melodies and stuff like that, and I'd have other... My friends, like, now, you hit this hot... You're singing here, and they don't know what the hell's going on. You know what I mean? I'm, like, tell tell them what to do. You're going to go, ooh, and you're going to go, ooh, and you're going to go, ooh, and, you know, I'm trying to, like, force this all together, and then finally people like, you know what? Screw you, man. We're going to go play kickball or whatever. <laughs> go to hell with your... Whatever this is. So the are, life of an artist. Yeah. So are, you, are you
2: out playing currently? Like, do you...
1: Yeah, I, uh, I just finished up my first tour. Um, I, I toured up the East Coast, and I went down south uh, okay. more to, like, Georgia, Charleston, places like that. And I'm kind of on a hiatus right now, focusing on, um, like, this show that we're doing, the 16th here. I'm working on a new album, which is a concept album, and, my like, everything's changed as far as how my creative process, as I become a better musician. I used to just kind of mostly it would be the story and the lyrics and then I'd have, you know, a, a melody and then just kind of work song by song. But now I've just been writing music. So I've got like all these songs and I have a concept and now I got to go back and write the lyrics. And that's a new process. it be interesting
0: to see which album you end up liking better.
1: It's, it's, it's challenging. Like, and it's also new material because I'm evolving as an artist and also as a human being. So like the stuff on my first album and a lot of stuff I've been playing, some of those songs are like twenty years old.
2: Are is a lot of your, of your stuff um made or wrote just for you, or have you wrote a lot of it to be played with a band as well?
1: Um, both. Yeah. Yeah. So and that that's the weird thing. It's like like my single, I don't wanna be sad anymore. Like that's probably my most notable song. And uh, you know, I it's evolved and changed so much and that's the other thing is is with the creative process working with producers and other artists like what I the vision I have in my head changes and involves evolves as other people put some input into it like Mm -hmm. like that song when I wrote it I originally had it almost like kind of like a calypso like Rastafarian vibe to it and then it I was working with a buddy of mine and and he's kind of turned it into more of like a pop song and that that's what it is now it's a very and that's what fits i want to be around people and i want to be a person who says not what you want to hear but what you need to hear
0: well you know? it's, I, I mean i have a similar philosophy about surrounding yourself with you know people My my whole thing is surrounding myself with people that are good at what they do and and that you know have like an inspirational kind of work ethic, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good at a couple of things. Like so I, I, am not, you know, my man Ron here is great at editing. Shout out to the producer, Ron, you know, and, and you know, I, I got real lucky. I got real lucky with Ron because I, you know, I put it out there to the college that, that, you know, we're open for internships. If there any of their uh, students want to do internships here and Ron was the only one that signed up to do an internship. So after a few weeks I recognized real early on like this is the guy. Like like he he first of all he wanted to be here, right? Like you see he took that step, but even during the process of the internship I could see him you know taking an interest in doing more and more and it was like, well let's get him in here and he's got a great work ethic and he's really good at what he does. You know, Bob, you know, Bob, Bob's a very very intelligent person. He's he the dude's full of facts. I'm not good at reciting facts, but I know when Bob's around, he, you know, I, I can count on Bob to, to remember this thing or to, you know, figure this out. You know, Jade, our host for our open mic, she might be one, the best entertainer in the Charlotte market. Yeah. You know, like how much more lucky could we be to have her? So like surrounding for me, surrounding myself with people that are more talented than me
1: yeah. is,
0: is, is kind of how I see this thing working.
1: Yeah. Like th- that's know? my philosophy too. Like I, I want to be the weak link, and and again back like to the check and the ego thing. Like when I have a song, I want it to just be kick ass. I want it to be great, and I don't care whose idea it was in the room. You know, like like doing. I don't want to be sad anymore. It was it was me. I did that at um, Catalyst Recording in Charlotte with Rob over there. He's a great producer, and my friend Derek Hines, aka DJ H for now, who's just a vastly underrated local talent. To your point, which. Like, you got to build a team. That's the thing I'm realizing is, like, you have to build a team of people that are on board, who want to be there, who believe in what you're doing, and they're down for the cause. Uh, and there are degrees of that. There are people, you know, like, like a Jupiter who will come and drop some stuff on my track, some wonderful things, and then there are people that are, like, in the whole process. Yeah. So, like, I've been building that team and having those people, and, and when you have those people, it's like, hey, to me, it's like, we're all here to serve whatever it's not to serve my ego and i don't i don't care about being like you know the face and the star i just want to put stuff out there that's authentic and that i like and that people will like and so that's been my process and in doing that know i gotta remember like and there's 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 two sides to the coin there's being open minded to taking suggestions and like and changing things up and then there's also when you know you want something you stick to your fucking guns
0: yeah you know like this this is how yeah there's a line the fine line to walk there like i've always been open to you know suggestion with like customers and artists you know people have given advice and i've taken some and then there's others that have given advice i'm like Nah.
1: Yeah, I'm sure yeah, as it's a, not for me as a business. I mean, yeah. you're going to get people that come up to you at that when they see, oh, you're the owner. And then they're going to give you like their input all day. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I get that.
0: It's a funny <laughs> people are like, aren't you the owner? When I, I hear that a lot now. And don't get me wrong. I'm not bitching. But nine times out of 10, this conversation is not going to go. A way that I want it to go. <laughs> yes.
1: Let me tell you something. Yeah. I get, I, a, yeah. I get, I get that a lot too.
0: of. I get a lot of. You know what you should do. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, oh I well, that's what.
1: That. You know, like I'll be on stage and someone people come up on stage and they'll say, "Either can you play the can you play this cover song or this is what you should do." Yeah. And it's like no, this is like my domain. You don't. You don't yeah. come up here. And and you know again. I got to be diplomatic and, and be professional. The biggest and thing,
0: well, the biggest thing for us is karaoke, right? Like I, a lot of people have asked about me doing karaoke, and this is something I'm just willing to stick to my guns on. Is that that stage out there is not for just anybody, right? Like my this is a this is a philosophical thing for me. You know, that stage is for professionals
2: or people trying to
0: or people do you know, better than yeah. to
2: pursue this
0: people that are on a track yeah and you know you know first of all if you want karaoke there's thousands thousand so places many, you can go and do so karaoke yeah. you know this place is for artists i mm. built this it's in our fucking mission statement on the yeah. f- homepage of our website the, i built this place for the artists mm. and karaoke cheapens it waters down our mission and I'm I don't hate karaoke. Yeah, like, yeah. I like to go to karaoke. When we get out of here on a Friday, mm-hmm. you know, on a Friday night, and if I get out of here and it's not late as shit, I'll go up to CityCade because they've mm-hmm. got karaoke. Mm-hmm. I like karaoke.
1: Well, it's a it's a pecking order. It's like you start off. You got to start somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you start I started at a s- small open mic, and then you, like karaoke. That was that was it. Really, when I used to sing, like. I would have to get a few beers in me.
0: And, <laughs> liquid courage. Yeah,
1: liquid courage. And, well, and a good I, example of that is Anna King, right?
2: Like The only right. time I had ever seen her sing was at karaoke around town and stuff like that. And then she started coming here to open mics and singing. And now she's doing that competition yeah. in, in Nashville?
0: Yeah, Tennessee's yeah. next country star. Yes, yeah. By so, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. the time
0: this airs, that might be over, but... But she – but this is a girl who was just doing karaoke and has – over the last year, year and a half, she stepped her game up. She's come to these open mics. She performs the open mics, and it helped give her the courage to go to this competition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she made it to the top 12. It's awesome. And by the time this airs, we'll know what the outcome was, but right now we don't Mm -hmm. know. know, she, She may be going on to the next round, which would give her the opportunity to perform at Old
1: Red. Awesome. You know and saying, I love like, hearing stories like that. You know, like okay. that's, that's what I mean. Like, you, like you start off somewhere and, and that, back to that supportive environment when you have people that are encouraging you and also giving you authentic feedback, like not mm-hmm. fluff. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, you're good. And, um, and once you have that belief in yourself, like that, you know, that's like Neo and the Matrix. And that's that, been kind that's of my a- experience when I come to this conclusion. Like, hey, you know what? Like, I've got something here. Like, I have something here. Let me do something with it. Yeah. And that's where, the, that's where the work comes in. Like it, it's like going from good to great. You have to put the work in, not only with the art, but it's also about marketing, promoting, yeah. and getting your stuff out there.
2: Yeah, because you, you have can, to have, like you said, you surround the, yourself with the people that have the answers that you don't have. So yeah, so you can ask the questions. It's a safe place to be wrong, to fuck up, to you know, and have people say in a, in a very encouraging way, like you did this part wrong.
1: If you did it like this, it might help out. Try this kind of thing, you know. Yeah, and 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 that's where it's like. To tie it all together, it's like, and that's not usually the person that says, Hey, this is what you need yeah. to do, like the, yeah. the Joe off the street, but it's like, Secret? and sometimes it can be, but it's like that's where the people that are that have the know how mm-hmm. that are in whatever like industry you're in, whether it's as a venue owner, an artist, own a coffee shop, and say, Hey, if you want to maybe try this, and then like someone that has experience with that. It has some. I try
0: really, really hard not to do because it annoys me. You know when people do that to me, like you know what you should do. Um, I try my best not to like give artists feedback that's just my opinion, right? But then sometimes people come to the bar and they're like, "What did you think?" Or you know, Mm -hmm. people ask a lot, and I I try my best. I'll give you an
1: example. I'll give you an example, like. This, a song that I'll be playing here on the 16th, uh, I have a song called Not Today. And when I wrote it, it's it's like a hard, scathing, fast, like screw you song towards an ex. And when I was on tour, I played it at a place called D- DIY in Flemington, New Jersey. And there was a woman there, Roya, who has been in the music industry for a long time. And I played it, and it was really fast. And then after the show, she's like, that song you were playing, she said how about you slow it way the fuck down? Like, make it like a dirge. And I said, no, but it's like, it's a fast, scathing song. And she said, yeah, but those lyrics are like, those words are so powerful. They need time to breathe. Slow it down, emphasize it, and it just changed everything. And we had this amazing experience. Like, she got on the piano and was playing it, and we were working it. And so not only like, and not just that song, but it also showed me, like, You know, to have like, let me go back and look at some other stuff that maybe I can slow way down or speed up or just play with. Um, But that's an example of someone who knows what they're doing and cared enough to take the time.
0: Right. So that's that's the point I was getting at is I'm not a professional musician, so I don't feel comfortable giving everybody feedback on their performance and their stuff. But sometimes people will push me And they want an opinion And when they do, I give them my honest opinion Mm -hmm. You know, like there was this one band That came and did open mic And they were good They sounded really good But there was one guy on stage that Mm -hmm. had all the energy And the rest of them were just kind of there And he really wanted some feedback And I was like, well You know, you sound great But they need to move You know, your singer is really good But she doesn't seem to know it. You know what I mean? Like, like confidence, you know, like yeah. that, that's what they were lacking in their performance. And my hope is that when we see them again, they will have taken that advice and, and and do a better performance because they're good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never want to discourage somebody, but if you really want me to, you know, critique your performance, I will. I just, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. And I don't want people to feel like I'm telling them what they should do. You know, I've, I've you know, long time, you know, I, you know, I've I've been into music for a very long time and I've listened to a lot of interviews, read a lot of stuff and you know one of the things that artists have to have is a thick skin. Oh yeah. Like if you if you want if you want to succeed as a performer, you need to give people what they want. So that means mm-hmm. you have to listen to the feedback they give you. Yeah. And you know, I try to kind of just keep it respectful in that air when I when I do give feedback.
1: Well and the thing is you can you can give feedback. Everything you just said is on point. Like you have to have a thick skin and I mean I have to be receptive to be, to constructive criticism. You know, and that's the thing it's like you can do that in a in a in a healthy way. Like I think it's the greatest sign of respect again to tell me what I need to hear, not to just say, "Oh, that was great." Yeah. You know. Now, that doesn't mean like everything has to be nitpicked and scrutinized, but You know, if it's authentic and especially if someone's seeking it out, um, you know, if you're literally putting a piece of yourself into the universe. And
2: if it comes back, if somebody comes back at you in a shitty way, that's like they're attacking you.
0: Yeah, that's what I wish more people like consumers of art. I wish more consumers of art understood or had that perspective to know that this person is trying something. They're putting themselves out there. Yeah. To just have like a knee jerk shitty reaction because it, it you didn't like it. It's
2: not it, your style. It's like, not your yeah, style. Yeah.
0: You're, you have your right to that opinion.
2: Yeah.
0: But you, you and you also have the right to be an asshole. But should you be? Yeah. You know, like, like maybe maybe you know, maybe give somebody a chance to develop you know yeah. that thing. You know, it's like it's like when a comedian's working out new material. It's like. You can tell that they're uh, yeah, they're yeah. they're like figuring something out here. It's like let it breathe. Don't be so quick to judge because something great could come of yeah. it. And it's the same thing. Saying so that's that's the whole purpose of open mic yeah. is to get up here and fuck around and and see yeah, what's right. you new. Know, and to
2: gain the confidence because like yeah, we were talking yeah. about before about the comfort zone, right? When you step out, whoops. when you step outside of your comfort zone and you get used to it, then suddenly that's not outside your comfort. You're comfortable with that. Then you need to push yourself further to become. outside of a comfort zone again and that's how you grow
0: and for me it's really fun to watch the process to see the product to see these artists develop and and you know figure stuff out and play it this way and then try it this way and that way and like that's for me that's the fun part for me as a consumer you know a lot of people most people they just want to see the finished product yeah that that's yeah. why people are that's why Ticketmaster's still in business.
1: Yeah. No and that that's back to that that evolution thing that process you start off at an open mic and and to build your way up to that and, and I also want to say like stand up comedy that is the hardest thing to be funny for like 3 minutes to write funny mm-hmm. material that is like the hardest thing to do. I just want to it put really that is. out. There. It really is. I've a very never really difficult done that. But just want to say that to anyone who hasn't tried it um and Shout that's out to what, Trace. I don't do it. Yeah, but um and Shane Shane was it they was a, Shane was really funny. Fucking funny, dude. But, but that evolution process of, like, there are people, like, that I was playing at open mics, like, f- five years ago before the pandemic. And if they saw where I am today, they'd, it's night and day. They'd be yeah. shocked. But I owe an homage to them for putting me on and for being supportive. Um, like, there used to be an open mic at, at Puckett's. Um, up in uh, Dorita. And I used to go there all the time. And they were, you know, very supportive. And they did let me go up there and, and I'd play with other artists and stuff like that. But there were so many open mics and pl- p- places that put me on, allowed me to get comfortable, get experience, do all that stuff you guys are talking about. And I don't even know if they know where I'm at now. Like, I've lost touch with some of those people. Yeah. But if they saw me, they'd be like, you know, back then I was like, oh, you have some potential. But, but now I'm doing it. But that's because I've taken that, the feedback constructive criticism and put the work in
0: yeah and and we and i think i've said this before on the show like if you're not getting the reaction that you want work harder that's it you know work harder you know take listen to what people are telling you you know even like even someone like me who's not a musician you my opinion is still valuable because i'm a consumer right so you know if someone's telling you something you don't necessarily want to hear it try to hear what they're saying not you know get mad at them for the negative you know or yeah. The negative feeling you get from their feedback. Um, all right, we're gonna get we're <laughs> we're gonna start running along. So uh, I want you to first take a minute to promote the show. Look at that camera right there and tell everybody what they're in for on Friday, February sixteenth. Shout out to all the bands and, and thank you all for jumping on the bill. And then uh, and then we can plug away and tell everybody where to find you.
1: Sure. Um, so on February sixteenth here at the Rooster in Gastonia, it's gonna be a kick-ass show with Oh You Pretty Things. True Lilith, Pete from Home for the Day, and Little Old Me. We're going to be here, and I think the doors are at 6.30, right? 6. 6? Okay. Um, it's, going to be, it's going to be a great show, fun, and come on out. I know some of you that I've talked to are coming out, but if you're just seeing and hearing about this for the first time, please come out, and, and the Rooster's a great spot to check out live music as well, and you're going to have a fun night, and it's going to be dope, so bring it. Yeah.
0: Yep, and come to our open mic every Wednesday from 7 to midnight um and tell everyone what the. i mean we kind of talked about it in the front of the show but just to re- put a bow on it tell everyone where to find you which uh, platforms you're on and we'll get out of here
1: you can find me on most platforms i am on spotify but i'm not really putting stuff on there you can check me out on bandcamp bandcamp it's patrickmon.bandcamp.com my album is the hub of humanity i am on spotify i'm on all platforms amazon music apple music Instagram, Facebook, all that. It's at Patrick Strums. That's where you can find me. That's my handle. Spell your last name. And my and me, Patrick Mon. It's like lawn with an M. It's M Got is you. in. I used to. I remember my mother would always say it when she was talking, like customer service people, it was like M as in Martha, A W N is in Nancy. So that that's a homage <laughs> to my mother, and um, that's my last name, Patrick Mon. That's me.
0: Awesome. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for doing this, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful it. to you. We're going to have a big time on Friday, February 16th. Get those tickets on theroostergastonia.com slash events, and uh, it's going to be a good time, man. Yeah. Thank
1: appreciate you for having it. me on. I'm excited to do the show and, and to be working with you. I, I love the things that you guys are doing here, not just with music, but also in the community, and um, I'm totally down for that.
0: Thanks a lot, man. I so, appreciate it. Yeah, you know, Likewise.
1: Peace and love. Peace, everybody. Thanks for watching.